0: (laughs) You can tell whether you're a real cowboy or not, whether you can jump a fence, huh? You can also tell if you're over 50 and you slow down and don't just fly over and land hard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, when I was 40, I would have just, you know, just grabbed the top rail and just went right over. But uh, anyway, knees aren't the same. Well, good to have you tonight. Glad you came out in spite of the weather uh, threat. I think it's split and going around us. I don't think we got any issues. And, uh, so we're going to, who Norman? Oh, Brad is. Oh, Brad is. Oh, okay. All right. I I couldn't tell where the pointing was at, but, uh, but anyway, we're sure blessed to have, uh, have all of you here. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit different tonight after I end the prayer. I mean, end the preaching, we're going to have a time of prayer. Uh, just the Lord just moved me in. And, uh, I think there's some prayer needs that, that we have here. I know Verlene, we're gonna pray. For, uh, I mean... Uh, very... Lorita, good gravy. I had, uh, I had this other, uh, deal in there. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Yes, uh, absolutely. But, uh, we got some things that we're going to do different, but let me ask you a question for everybody who is here. Are you expecting? Yeah. Amen. I knew, you know, that makes such a difference. And, uh, I believe for you who are watching online, uh, you'll, you'll be expecting as well. So we're going to open with a word of prayer. All right.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church. Please bow your heads with me in prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you tonight with a thankful heart. Thankful that we can come here with our not only our friends, but also our church family. Lord, as we look around, we see those that we see on a regular basis that we look forward to see every week. We also like to thank you for the challenges and successes that you provided for us this week. Lord, we know all things are possible with prayer and in your power. You can make everything happen. Lord, we also would like to look around and remember those of us that are aging, maybe hurting, either emotionally or physically. And Lord, we'd we'd like to thank you because um, a lot of our friends and family that we know never had the opportunity to grow old and suffer those aches and pains. And we thank you for everything that you placed before us. We know you not give us any challenge that we cannot overcome. And Lord, thank you so much for the great weather that we've had. And we look forward to more beautiful days here in Oklahoma. In Jesus' name we
0: pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, sir. And we just, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we've been blessed with on a regular basis is great great music uh, We don't have a regular band, but we have a we've gotten into a mode one of the things the Lord just kind of laid on me over the last year or so is to is to begin to to settle into some of these guys on a regular basis so that the the traveling ministries can be a little bigger a bigger deal. We can make a, a an event out of them, and these guys are a big deal, but they're more local and able to come more often. And, you know, we could take him for granted. I mean, the talent that he is, we could take for granted, but we won't do that. But I tell you what, Greg O. has just been a blessing to us. He's a real cowboy. He's a he's a hardworking man, uh, but he's also a, a minister in music and and understands what it takes to set the tone and set the set the our hearts ready to receive. And so, Greg Ole comes in here uh, once or so a month. And the Earlies were supposed to be here and and uh, uh, weren't able to come, so Greg stepped in real quickly. So we were blessed to have him. So let's give Greg a hand as he prepares us for ministry. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Um, yeah, Kevin, you can call me anytime. You know that, and he does, and I'm appreciative of that. He knew the situation, he knows the the circumstances of my family as of the last couple weeks, and yet he wasn't afraid to call me and ask me if I'd come and and absolutely, I'd love to be here, and those circumstances are, uh, I lost a a very close person to me, my mother-in-law was killed in a car accident a couple weeks ago, surprisingly, and I'm not trying to set a a negative, depressing tone, because there is a beautiful lining in that, and that is God, he was at the center of it, um, and he is continuously pulling us through it, And I wanted to open up tonight with a song that we probably all know and that's standing on the promises because that day that I was standing out in front of the yard because she was actually hit basically in her front yard on the highway and we're standing out in her yard and I said the one thing we have to do is stand on the promises that God is going to carry us through this. So that's been a regular song for us in the last couple of weeks in our home and at my church. And, um, and that's what we need to do. So I'm going to ask you all to stand on the promises of what God's going to do in your life and what you've been praying for and, and uh, the direction that He wants you to go. We're going to stand on the promises.
3: me standing in the liberty where christ makes free i'm standing on the promises of god I cannot fall listening every moment to the Spirit's call resting in my Savior as my
2: I sang, um, I sang a song at uh, the memorial on Sunday we had for my mother-in-law. Her name was Janie. Um, there's times I just don't have words, and it makes my wife laugh because I'm a talker. But I do know that God has given me um, a spirit in song. And I'm thankful for that because I can, I can look at songs. I can sing songs, and, and it's kind of my sermon um, in a way. So I'm glad y'all let me come and do it. It's uh, therapeutic. God, God speaks to me through these times. And I never know. I, I was talking to brother Kelly before I came in or when we were standing here and I might plan on what to do and what songs I want to sing. And you know, a message that I might want to portray and how I want to lead you all into the word, but it changes. Standing uh, sitting in my car out there it changed and he put a song on my heart and a friend of mine was on the phone with me And he's like hey, you should sing this one And and it's one I sang with my daughter and I wish she was here to to, to make me sound even better um, But they needed to stay home And uh, deal with some things at the house and and they're just coping tonight but this song is called scars in heaven and it deals with loss because that's what i'm going through right now and but on top of that we miss people in our lives but the the key phrase to this song if you've never heard it is that um, the only scars in heaven are the ones that are holding you now and I know my mother-in-law who was uh, riddled with accidents and she walked with limps and she struggled physically. Uh, she was a strong Christian woman, a good woman, but she has no scars. So whatever you're ailing, whatever is, is creating that pain in your body and in your mind and in your, in your health and whatever it is, you, we, we have that promise that I know that the only scars in heaven are the ones that are on his hands and his feet not hers. So, Um, I'm going to do this song and hopefully not uh, break down. It's just fitting.
3: In my heart, where something's missing, and they tell me that it's gonna heal with time. But I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased, and knowing yours are healed is healing mine, cause the only stars in heaven. such things Now you're standing in the sun You fought, you fight And your race is run And the pain is all A million miles away Yes, and the only scar No such thing is broken
2: That's a beautiful promise. Oh, there's so much good power and goodness in that song. I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking forward to that day. It's going to be a good day. I'm probably just like the rest of you. I got my aches and my pains, and I can't imagine what it will be to live the rest of my life in eternity with none of it, you know? (laughs) So... This is the song that I didn't know I was going to sing, so hopefully I can do this properly. Yeah, he just sent it to me uh, right outside these walls.
3: Scattered words and empty thoughts. Seem to pour from my heart I've never felt so torn before Seems I don't know where to start But it's now that I feel Your grace fall like rain From every fingertip washing away my I still seem to bear, or even when answers slowly unwind, it's my heart I see you prepare. But it's now that I feel your grace full like rain from every finger. Tea,
2: you all.
0: Man, what a blessing. I tell you what, he I just you know if you've never done this part of, of ministry, you you can't appreciate what men that are led or women that are leading in worship that are led by the Spirit of God and how they minister, I mean, <clears throat> and set the stage and just, and just prepare. It's, it's just prepare things. It's just really awesome. Um, <clears throat> I want to make a, a few announcements. Um, one thing that we, you know, that, that scars in heaven, is my wife still in here? I'm surprised she was able to make it through. Did you have your tissue out? As I guarantee that scars in heaven song, she always says that reminds her of her dad. And uh, who passed away just uh, in 2020, and so what a what a touching thing that was hard on me, but yet ministry and the strength that comes as a result what a what a powerful thing, you know. <clears throat> I also thought about Verlene uh, Norman's sitting there, and that's why I said Verlene earlier when I was thinking of Lorita. Uh, her service will be uh, they finally got it got it set on June 11th. It'll be a graveside service, a memorial service at the Elm, Elwood Cemetery in Hardener, Kansas, on uh, at 1:30 p.m. I'll be doing the service uh celebration of life will follow at the Hartner Bank and the rough cuts are going to play there during that uh time and so Norman uh got with me and and uh, found out their number and called them and they were able to come and so uh <clears throat> to uh, to minister and re- remember her life you know i think about her being uh fighting through everything and and receiving and and overcoming and then you know had one little setback there that that uh uh, that uh, got her, but I tell you what, uh, she is no longer struggling with anything. Just set free. What a blessing! Um, and of course, that's been she's passed quite a few, you know, month or so ago, uh, quite a while. But anyway, just wanted to let you know about that. Also, um, we are uh, <clears throat> we're watching the weather. I, I think everything's fine. It's clear out past ceiling. Uh, what's going to get here? Uh, probably all fine. We also wanted you to know there was a, a a gray fleece vest left at the cookout, and it's hanging back there in the towards the office. If you la- lost a uh, gray kind of fleece type vest, uh, that could be you could you could you might want to pick that up. And uh, also, there's two large and two extra large. There's that. You gonna model that for Savannah? <laughs> I don't know whose that is. Uh, we keep forgetting to announce it. I've, I said something, uh, sent out a flock note. But, um, also, I have two, two large T-shirts left and two extra large T-shirts at $15 a piece. There's a uh, Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church, a gray T-shirt. So if you'd like one of those, they're available for you. All right. The only other thing I have on the, on the uh, visitors, uh, or to remind you of our volunteer and vision meeting next week, we're going to have this service a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a dinner, a meal for everyone, not just those who volunteer, but everyone. Whoever wants to we can come. We're going to have tacos and we'll serve it in the cafe. We're going to do that at 615. We'll eat uh, fellowship. Maybe that'll get some people here that don't usually come. Uh, that'd be a neat thing. Come in, and then we'll come in here for the seven o'clock service. My mom and Martha are going. To, Martha's going to play. Mom's going to sing. We're just going to do a couple of two or three hymns, and uh, it'll be a fun time of of just singing good old good old uh fashion hymns and uh and then i'm going to share uh i really am going to share some some of the things that we have planned uh as a church we're getting ready to put in an arena right out right on the east edge of these pens uh get, get our arena moved over here get it set up and I, i've got some things that i want to begin to do to help grow the church help to draw in some of the young people and and begin to establish this thing again as a cowboy church that can reach those that are in the cowboy world. And so uh, I think that's, you know, that's a lot of you come from rural country, even horse backgrounds, but we need some of those that are still active in that. And I think that'll help to rebuild uh, the volunteers, rebuild the children's ministry, tie in the youth ministry, and all of those types of things that can begin to happen as a result of that. And so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some of that and I'll preach just a little bit as well but uh, just just come out and, and, uh, and uh, be part of that service next week so that'll be at 6.15 for food and then our regular 7 o'clock service so I want to just do everything pretty much the same as far as it's concerned in case you know, people don't come early or, or whatever so there you have it any other announcements that I've missed I don't think so all right. Well, let's get into the word tonight. <clears throat> I am uh, teaching again, uh, calling this "hearing and doing" part two. And I'm not going to review a lot because I don't want to go uh, real uh, back through everything I taught last week. But I-, I loved last week the way that the the teaching came forth. There was one thing I wanted to point out out of Second or First Kings. But if you'll remember, just I, I used the illustration of Mark chapter 4, if you were here. Uh, Mark chapter 4, where the parable of the sower, Jesus is using that as an illustration. And he challenges them at the end of that. He says, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. And, there's a, and, and, and I, I talked about how sometimes we hear, but we don't listen. You know, we need to be like the little boy. I don't know if you remember the little YouTube video that would say, listen, Linda, 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 Listen. Y'all, you you remember, you got, you had young enough kids. If some of your grandkids might have told that. Or kids, uh, you, you can. It, it's a, it's a cute little this boy. He was, he was being reprimanded, and his mama was telling him one thing. And he, she said, his, her, his mama's name was Linda. He says, now, now, Linda, Linda, listen, listen. He was, he wanted to get his point across, and she wasn't having it. But anyway, great story, great funny, funny little, funny little YouTube video. But here's the thing: we got to be willing to listen when God speaks. <clears throat> the the, uh, the illustration. If you got your Bibles, turn to First se- uh, Kings chapter 17. And I'm not going to go through the relate the whole story of what's going on here, but I just want to hit a couple of things that the Lord ministered to me. Uh, and I taught this in a different way than I ever have, um, because I've always delved into the little little things that are 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 you know really of prayer, believing God, stepping out in faith, trusting God, all those things. But there's a couple of things that, there's two lives here that God's, God's taken care of. One is Elijah. Elijah was a man of God, a, a man who lived by hearing God. He'd already been taken care of by, he, God took him to a brook, and, and, but, but there was a drought in the land, and, and all of a sudden, the drought dried up, and God spoke again, and He told him, here's where you go. You know, I had the thought last week, and I'd never shared that before, but what about uh, how comfortable he would, might have gotten in that place? He, he was being fed by the ravens. He was there by the brook. He probably built him a little makeshift little, little place, you know, and he, he probably made friends with the birds. I mean, you know, who knows? He, he may have really liked the place he was in. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was being fed by ravens and God said, go somewhere where a widow's going to feed me, I'd have said, yes, ma- yes sir, I, I, now let's go. But we just don't know that. I mean, I, I don't want to make it say something it doesn't, but he still had to make a choice to follow God. See, it doesn't matter how long you've served God. doesn't matter how much you know. doesn't matter if you're in the ministry, if you've taught Sunday school, or if you just begin in a relationship with God. You still have to make a choice to, he, to hear God and to do or, or be willing to follow. Now the other person in that story was the widow, and God said, I'm sending you to Zarephath. I have a woman, a widow woman there that's gonna sustain you or take care of you, and I've commanded her to, 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 to uh, take care of you. What God was doing was he was taking care of both of them. See, there was a one problem, which was the drought. There was one solution, which was hearing God. And there was one God who was going to provide and answer it all. But each of them, their lives had to intersect and they had to be willing to follow God. They had to be willing to hear and obey. You see, Elijah was used to following, but he still had to act. Now the widow, on the other hand, had to overcome fear. In fact, in in, uh, chapter 17... It says in verse, let's go down here, verse 13. Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it first and bring it to me. And afterwards make something for you and your son. Yourself and your son. And verse 14, and this is what I wanted to get to because, and, and I'm, uh, I'm leaving a lot of this story out because of time because I don't want to go back through it. But verse 14 says this He says, For thus says the Lord your God, or the Lord God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Now there was something important about that verse 14. That was the promise. God spoke in that promise. He made it very clear what He was going to provide. In that promise, He said, this is what I'm going to do. Then in verse 15, it says, And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he, meaning Elijah, and her household ate for many days. See, she went and did. What did she went and did? <laughs> She went and did what Elijah said. She took the command. See, there was the promise from God, this is what I'll do. But the command was, go make me a cake first and bring it to me. Do as you you wish, do as you're planning, but give me... You know, there's an illustration in that of us bringing first fruits to God. If we'll honor God in the first of our things, either the first of our time... What's God do with the rest of our time? He blesses us. What what do we do with our finances? What do we do in our relationships? What do we do in all that we do if we bring God His first, following the commands? And I I gave you this equation, real difficult equation. It's promise, the promise, and obedience equals God's results. If we'll take the promise that God has and we'll follow His command, we'll add His commandment to it, we'll get His results. You see, if we do things God's way, we get God's results. And that's that's the way I try to live my life. Do I do it perfectly? No. There's times whenever I get bullheaded. There's times I get stubborn, slow, impatient, you know, whatever. There's times my flesh gets in the way just like anybody else's. But I endeavor to live by this promise this way and, and follow that. And so the result was what in verse 16? See, verse 14 was the promise. Verse 15 was the command. Verse 16 is the result. It says, The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Got the result because she did. she heard and she did. He heard and he did. You know, when we, when we look at sometimes the things that God wants us to do or God asks us to do, sometimes they don't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't seem like the easiest, the shortest, the, 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 the most productive way to do things, but God can see things that we can't see. And so uh, it's real important that we follow Him in all that we do. Now, now let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. And mo- this morning in, in our men's Bible study, I was uh, uh, one of the ones that we need to keep lifted up in prayer. Is Mike uh, uh, Woods? Woods. He's he's had a a detached retina, and so he's you know healing up from that surgery. And so we need to keep him lifted up in prayer. And he's not been able to do men's Bible study. And because I do um, the men's Bible study, or I mean, I do the Bible study on my uh, Facebook page. I ask Scott Maloney to help with this, and 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 he loves to do that. And so. The men we opened Second Peter chapter one and we we went into this and you know as I was thinking about this sermon I thought about the verses of scripture here and and how it all ties in. You know, in Second Peter he he says here in verse chapter one, verse three, he says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. To his own glory and excellence. Now I'm reading the ESV. It says excellence. The King James says virtue. Now you say, "Well, why would the English why would it have two different words? Because the two words are synonyms, and the two words uh, may mean the same thing when you look at the Greek meaning." It means something a little different than what we may understand. I don't know about you, but I, I have a better understanding of a definition of excellence than I do of virtue. It's not a word we use all the time. I don't, you know, I don't I don't add that into my vocabulary that long that much. But when I begin to look at at the 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 definition In the Greek, what Greek scholars meant by this word that they translated either virtue or excellence, it means the sum of all desirable character qualities. If you're taking notes, write that down. That's that's a really good... It's the sum of all desirable character and qualities. Now, if you begin to think about what we want to walk out and what God wants for our lives... He wants us to, to, to walk in the sum of all desirable character qualities. Now let me ask you something. If you could walk in all those things, wouldn't you be walking in and looking like God? You, you would, they would know that there was something different about you. The other day we were uh, loading up... Uh, two, I, had two, two semi, two, I had two semis show up to, to haul cows... I had two potloads loads of pears. So I had a whole bunch of little babies and I had, you know, my cows and we're loading them on and, and you got to, you know, you sort the babies off so you don't get the babies stepped on. And, you know, they were anywhere from two weeks to two months old. And, and, uh, you know, so they were full of, uh, a lot of energy. They were full of a lot of, a lot of stuff. And so, you know, they, they had to be wrangled up in there. And sometimes it's a it's a wrestling match to get them to go up that ramp into that semi, into that truck or trailer, whatever you're getting them into. We got done, and uh, we loaded those, those trucks, and that one of the cowboys, I had two cowboys there uh, helping me, and one of the cowboys goes, he goes, man, i never seen anything like this. I said, what? That's the first time I've ever seen two potloads of cattle loaded and, nobody, and without any cussing. I said, "Well, you need to hang around me a little more." Find out the character of a man when you work cattle. Working cattle will, uh, will, yeah. It, I had a lady one time tell me, she "said Well, you shouldn't say any bywords." I said something, uh, an alternative to a cuss word, as a byword. And I said, "I, I have uh, come up with a new slogan. If you think that you have never, you have never loaded cattle, you've never handled cattle, because something's going to come out. You better just replace it with something good, right?" <laughs> So it wasn't saying that there wasn't something said, but it was not a cuss word. And so, you know, you, 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 and at one point he, he said, talk to him nice, talk to him nice. And, and I, it, was, it was funny. But, you know, when we begin to think about our life, if we're following God, we begin to do things a little bit different. And you may not always respond with, with in, in, in a perfect way. There have been times, long time, you know, it's been a long time, but there have been times in my past where I, I failed to be the perfect example. When we do that, we, one of two things happens. We, we, can, we, we will lose our ability to our witness, or we can demonstrate God's grace and His mercy through repentance. And what I've done, and whenever I've done that, is I have gone back and I've said, you know what, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I want to repent of that. And you know what? That demonstrates that Christians aren't perfect, but they're repentant. If they're repentant, they're forgiven. And so it's it's a demonstration of how of how we live. Now, he says, he says again in verse 3 His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who's called us to His own glory and excellence or glory and virtue. So He's called us to live and to walk and to to be the sum total of all desirable character qualities. But notice there's something I I caught. I love changing translations sometimes or this is actually a new Bible. It's, It's brand new. It's just a neat little old thin line Bible, lightweight and easy to carry. And It's not underlined, it's not marked, I didn't have anything, and all of a sudden, I saw saw something. What's the first word of verse 3? It's His divine power. And what's He do with it? He grants it. He gives it. So, He he tells us, it's His to give. And then it goes down, and He says, it's, it's give to us His own glory and virtue. Again, it's His to give. It's his that we're after. See, a lot of times we try to, or I say a lot of times, sometimes some people, and I've been guilty of this, trying to do things on my own, trying to to, to, to do it with my own strength. He's saying it's his to give. And then by which he, again, he, God, has granted to us his precious and very great promises. You see, when we tap into God and we begin that relationship with God, what really should begin to happen is we begin to, we begin to, to walk in that divine power granted to us. We, we begin to enjoy verse 2 even. We can back up. He says, May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. We can receive through grace and mercy, <clears throat> mercy these things that He's granted to us. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'll begin to hear a word like this and then begin to walk in that word like this and allow His divine nature to be, uh, as He says in in the end of that verse, He says to be partakers of the divine nature, what will happen? We'll get God's results. Whenever I hear His word and I put it into practice, I become a partaker, the rest of verse 4 a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world because of this this translation says sinful desires. A lot of your translations probably say lust. You know, when it it says lust, I grew up, boy, I mean, I had heard the preaching about lust. And I thought every time the word lust came in there, it was nothing but sexual-type sin, sexual-type things. I like the way this this translates because when you understand the full meaning of that word that they'll, they'll plug in there, what it means is a strong desire for. I've had a strong desire for, you know, somebody's nice horse. I've had a strong desire for something coveting somebody else's stuff. Well, the Bible says that's sin, right? That's a strong desire for something. You know, Sometimes my strong desire is just for my own will. Strong desire to hold on to bitterness or unforgiveness or resentment. Strong desire for so so the but the world here's what the world does. The world builds in us if we if we're corrupted by it, it will build in us the strong desire for the wrong things, the things that. That uh, lead us away from from godliness, that good life that God has for us. You know, I heard a definition. uh, I think it was Smith Smith Wigglesworth had a a a definition of worldliness. He said he said it's anything that cools your your uh, your heart for God, cools your desire for God. See how many things in the world? How many how many things in the world? Maybe even good things. Get in the way and begin to cool our pursuit and desire for godly things. You know, it's easy to settle into what's easy. I think Elijah was there at the brook, being fed, being comfortable, not having to worry about anything. And then God said, go, you need to change, you need to move. You 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 need to go ask this widow to, to sustain you. You need to go to this place. You know... The rest of these verses, I love this in, in verse 5. It says, For this very reason, make every effort. It sounds like doing. You know, <laughs> make every effort. Says, he, he says, with all diligence, I think the King James says. With all diligence, man, be, be after it, in other words. Don't just casually or flippantly grow in this. He says, He says, with with all diligence, or with every effort supplement your faith with virtue again that 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 moral excellence a lot of, a lot of, it's an easy definition or the desirable characteristic qualities and the, uh, add to virtue knowledge add to knowledge self control add to self control steadfastness and to steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love and verse 8, catch this, he says, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, King James says abound. In other words, abounding would be more than enough if they're increasing. It's, it's not just staying stagnant or a status quo, but they're increasing. You know, I find something that's very interesting in the next few verses between 8 and t- verse 12. There's four times that Paul, uh, or I mean, the Apostle Peter talks about these qualities. He's talking about the, all of those things that he just gave us to hear and to do and to add to. In verse 8, it says, For these qualities are yours, if they're yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what did he already told us about the knowledge of Christ? If, we're, if we understand the knowledge of Christ, we grow in the knowledge of Christ, we can have all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, through the knowledge of Christ. So he says we won't be unfruitful if we add these qualities. Verse 9, he says, "...for whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind." having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. See, if we don't have those qualities, so if we haven't added those qualities in, we'll become blinded to the fact of what they provide and the knowledge of God that he's, he's enabled us to walk in the freedom and the fullness of, of forgiveness of what Jesus bought and paid for. You know, if we can if we can keep these in place things like moral excellence or virtue things like the knowledge of God you know how many times do we just need a little bit of wisdom how many how many times do you do you just say you know lord i just need to know how to pray i was talking to a to a <clears throat> young man that that uh, that I know well and uh, he'd had a family member pass away, and the question was you know for for it was it was his aunt and, and his uncle was making this this statement they don't live around here, they live out of state but he said <clears throat> the, the questions of why and and how to pray and and all of these things and you know i asked I, I, I talked to him about the knowledge of how to handle those things and when to handle those things and you know, it's a delicate situation in a death situation like that on what you say. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, a lot of times you don't want to go in and try to correct people in those, in those times. You want to just love on them. A lot of times saying less is, is really the, the wisest thing to do and not try to just fill a void with, with words. Oftentimes you say something that is, is less than helpful. But if we can have the knowledge of how to pray in any given situation, We'd been praying for uh, uh, jo- uh, Harvey Miller's grandson, that uh, or son, I guess it was, that had, had had a baby that was having some problems in the womb as she was carrying him. And we were praying, and we didn't really know exactly which way to, how to pray. And the answer came, and and the you know the situation is resolved. Didn't necessarily come out the way that would have would have. Asked for first, but you have to just say, Lord, give us wisdom on, on how that situation is to, to be prayed for and lifted up. You know, verse 10, he goes on, he says, therefore, brothers, be, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice, there's that doing again, putting it into practice, these qualities... You will never fail. That's the third time he said these qualities, talking about these, these things that we can put to work in our life. For in this way, there will, there will be, you will be richly provided for you an entrance into heaven, the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of what? These qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. <clears throat> you know that 's one of the reasons that that i don 't mind going back over scripture that maybe i 've taught many times or things that I refer to over and over again because I think there's something about it, the, the reminding like peter said i 'm going to continue to remind you of what you have of who you are in Christ of what he 's provided for you i'm going to continue to challenge you with those things you know as I think about our life and, and and how we would take something like this. You know, how many of those qualities are we walking in? One of them is self control. Do you have self-control? You say I have self control until I lose it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have self control until that, you know, that cow circles a third time and won't go in. I have self-control until you know that, that horse is you know, doing whatever I want, and then when they don't. I have self-control when everything's in, in perfect order. But can we have self-control? You know, do we have brotherly love? Do we have the ability to love our neighbor, in other words? Can we walk in the love of God to a measure that's like God? You know, here's the thing. These are going to be things that we continually be diligent to keep at work. If you say, man, I fall short bad in some of these areas. Well, you know what? That's where the help of the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where we put diligence to it and we decide. That's one of the things I brought out this morning in that men's Bible study. When you decide that's what you're going to do, then you begin to, Work towards, work towards having it. You say, man, I don't even know. That's a big list. I don't even know if I can, I can get there. Well, you know what? You can just start with, with having faith and adding virtue. And you can start adding from, from virtue, then add, add a little knowledge. Just continue to grow. And you know what? When you get those in place, self-control gets easier. Self-control gets easier. You know, one of the ways that we help with self-control is we start to take charge in small things. The Bible, there's a, there's a principle of fasting. If, if you've never fasted, you need to ask God about fasting. You say, God, You say, what, 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 what good does fasting do? Fasting allows you to control your flesh. You don't have to fast all food, all time, you know, you know be, be, be wise about what you do. When I was working a lot outside, but a lot of physical work, I couldn't go without food. I had to have nourishment and strength. But I could sure enough go without dessert. I could go without coffee. Ooh, I don't like doing that. My flesh wants my morning coffee. But can we take charge of our flesh in a, in a small one area? If we can learn to put it in order, take self-control in one area, then we can it will it'll spill over into others. He said, Well, I, I try to read the Bible and I and I and I fall asleep. Well, you know what you can do? I know I knew one guy that stood on the edge of the tub, read his Bible. <laughs> his body was smart enough, we ain't falling asleep here, as we fall down and get hurt. <laughs> See, you train yourself. You begin to develop that ability to to walk and 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 put put things in, in order listen as we close tonight I've preached long enough as we close tonight you know a big part of all of this is just making that choice I talked I called this hearing and doing part two we've heard a word now will we do it will we put it to work you know God doesn't expect you to be perfect he expects you to be willing and you know what the wonderful thing is whenever we begin to be willing we set ourselves on course to receive the best from God God says, Do it. He'll empower us to get it done. So let's go before the Lord and let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. And Lord, we thank you and praise you that we want to be hearers and we want to be doers. And Lord God, we don't just want to have knowledge, but we want to have the application of it. And Lord, ultimately, we want to be free from the corruption of this world There's strong desires that lead us away from God, that, that bring worldliness in our lives, that keep us from being all that you have us to be. Father, we wanna be able to hear your voice. We wanna be able to to speak a word of encouragement at the right time. We wanna be able to pray and be effective. We wanna get results in our life and we wanna ultimately stand before you and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father, we thank and praise you that it begins with a choice and our choice is to give you our, our life fully. Father, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who's who's not fully committed, maybe you're saved, maybe you've confessed Jesus as Lord, but maybe you only give him a portion of your life. I challenge you tonight, you've heard a word to give it all. And you've heard the exciting results if you do. Father, you know every heart in here, and if there's those that will say, okay, God, I'll do it. I thank you, Father, that you know exactly where they're at and you'll encourage them. And Father, I also pray that if there's anybody that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that tonight they make that decision, that choice to say yes to you. They could be watching, they could be sitting here. And either way, it begins with Lord Jesus, forgive me. Take my sin. Come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior. I want, I want to be all that you've called me to be. And when we do that, we're saved. We begin that road to begin that journey. I pray that in Jesus' name we find the purpose and we accept the challenge to move forward in this. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. You know, as uh, Greg's going to come and he's going to play. and. I'm going to have him just minister in song, and, and I don't know exactly how we're going to do this. We're probably going to cut the, the live feed off at, at some point here. I don't know if we have to yet, Whitney, but if you haven't already, but, um, but I do want to take a little bit of time and, and, and pray for some needs. I knew our crowd would be small because of the rain and chances, and the Lord just ministered to me. I want to, I want to pray for Loretta and have us pray together. We do it up there sometimes. But I also want to lift up uh, Mike Woods. We can pray for him, even though he's not here. Is there a, a, and, and I want to just take care of those those needs that are that are big. The Bible says if we can come together and and lay hands on and, and I don't have to go up there and and uh, lay hands on her, but you can uh, those that you are right there close to her could can, can lay hands on her, but we're going to pray Loretta's battling cancer in different forms. But they right now, they've got nothing, or the, what's the latest? No. Okay. All right. So we want her mind to stay clear. You know, living out her days with the awareness and the understanding of who and, and, and not losing those things. We want, we want to pray against that, against the fear, and all. we'll pray about that. Uh, on my prayer list, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the praise reports was Mark. Uh, he's he's up there. We have prayed for for Mark's foot. He broke that ankle really bad. They didn't think he'd walk, and he's doing pretty doggone good. He got a little got a little hobble, a little hitch, and he's giddy up. But he's giddying up. That's a good thing, ain't Mark? Back to work. What a blessing. I want to lift up Jim uh, Hambrick, uh, Bob and Jim come. The two brothers.